Doctor-patient confidentiality, you take it seriously, right? Even though you personally know me and my family. Yes, of course. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's, haul at the waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors, CJ, Kate and Bea. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbors. We are the Neighbors Recap Podcast. And we have a little yarn about the most recent episodes of the Aussie Soap, Neighbors. We are in Melbourne in the Pirate Net Studios. I'm Vaya. I'm CJ. And I have our friend here, Dr. Kathy. Hello. <laughs> Dr. Kathy is a listener of Neighbours and we often defer to her for some medical expertise. We do. We, we get free medical advice from her. <laughs> but it's only about Erin's bros medical issues. That's true. That's true. But basically she's our Carl, but mm. like she acts appropriately. <laughs> Because we do the questions we ask you are of all medical backgrounds. We don't just limit them. No. Actually, once I texted Kathy when I was in Hawaii and I got hives, and because <laughs> I was panicked, it was the middle of the night. It's an interesting end of the sentence. <laughs> I'm like, we're going to go to the doctor tomorrow. She's like, yep, do that. It's like, what else? <laughs> there was nothing else she could tell me. It's like, well, you've probably got hives. Like, Thanks, Kathy. What's the point of knowing a doctor? <laughs> So, can you give us your background? What sort of doctoring have you done? So, I've done hospital doctoring. Yeah. So, I still work in a hospital. And you've specialised in recent years. Still specialising. Yeah. Yes, in palliative care. Which is grim AF. Yes. But you're like Carl. You work at a hospital. Yes. Yeah. And do you have an office like Carl? I always wondered that. I share an office. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. With how many people would be in the office? My current office, there's probably about 10 people that come and go. Whoa. Yeah. I have a bit of a hot desk. Oh, so, the hospital's hot desking it. Yeah. That's very trendy. <laughs> Actually, I would, I would like if Carl and David Tanaka had to hot desk it. Yeah, and the sweet American doctor that we met this week. and um, I'm obsessed with her already. And the guy that everyone thinks is hot that, that I don't think is hot. Is <laughs> objectively not hot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's normal, but like... He's a normal dude. Yeah. They yeah. call him like a Clooney name. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get to him. Yeah, we'll get to him. Clooney. Pull up the pony. Neighbours Council Business is very quick. I've launched another podcast where it's like this. It, Kathy doesn't know she's about to fall over. It's like this. We watch TV and talk about it, but the only difference is it's not Neighbours that we talk about. It's about whatever the hell else we want. Kate's helped me launch it. We've just recorded one episode so far and it's about the block. Mm-hmm. The podcast is Buddy Watch. If you look up Buddy Watch Pod on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook – We'll be there. We're on Spotify, so you can listen to us on Spotify. And we'll be on iTunes, hopefully, by the end of the week, as soon as the Apple bureaucracy sorts itself out. There's a lot of red tape at Apple. It's a hot mess. I can't even cope. And it's different because it's also, like, quicker, right? You record soon after the show? Yes, we're we're recording after every room reveal. So, uh, Sunday night. Gosh, it's a big day for you then. So yeah, I, yeah, we, yeah it's, there's a lot of editing. Yep. But once you're listening to this, we'll have already recorded Sunday night room reveal of the bathrooms on Buddy Watch yep. for the block. So if you're overseas, keen to hear how you're consuming the block and keep me posted on if you like Buddy Watch. Lots of our buddies on the Buddy Watch pod Facebook group have already given suggestions of what we should watch and including one troll who suggested we watch Home and Away. <laughs> I'm not sure how seriously to take the Wolfman's suggestion. <laughs> so now back to Kathy. Kathy, we all went to school together. We've yep. had other friends from school on this show, Catherine Jones, a.k.a. CJ. 
I'm getting confused now because there's multiple Catherines. We went to school together. She was in the year above us. Mm. And Charisma and Joe, who've been on this podcast before, again, all went to the same school. Kathy, at the hospitals you've worked at, have there been, speaking of bureaucracy, medical board related dramas? Like who's the head of the board and who wants to name a hospital wing after himself, <laughs> etc. I'm sure there have been. I haven't really been involved in those kind of things, you know. Um, but yeah, I previously worked in a hospital where a lot of things were named after important people. So living important people. Um, yes, really, and and some deceased important okay. people. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it does happen. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you have, but you haven't necessarily had. An immediate colleague or superior who was really gunning for... For the, the naming rights? The East Wing, yeah. No, okay. No. And does the head of the medical, so a chief of staff, do, do you know that person when you're like, you know, a doctor on a ward? Not really. No. no. You're not getting a coffee at the cart, coffee cart at the same time? Generally not. Okay. No. Okay. Dr. Clive's just hands on, that's all, CJ. Yeah, he is, he is. Yeah, he's one of the people. Who's yeah. Dr. Clive? We didn't meet him this last week. He's played by Jeff Payne. He's a strawberry fox, we like to call him, because he's, re- he's redhead. He is Dr. Clive Gibbons, who was in Neighbours in the 80s and was a singing gorilla telegram for a little while. And he was a med student then, I think. Yeah. And so now he's come back as a doctor. Yeah. He's the head of whatever. Yeah, he's, he's the chief of staff or the, the, the big boss. doctor. <laughs> Can I say something? Please. Yeah. As much as you want. So I haven't watched Neighbours for a long time mm-hmm. and I'm just – you know, Nay Buzz has been my gateway back into Nay Buzz. Yes, yes. we love right? that. Guilty. And back when I used to watch Nay Buzz, um, there was one doctor in Erinsborough Hospital. It was like a small, like little country hospital. And now they've got like a surgical department. Yep. They've got a medical department. They've got how many doctors? I don't know. How many doctors? Two OBGYNs apparently that, that, <laughs> exactly. that do pap smears. That do pap smears. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really want to get into that. So when, when you watched, which era were you watching when you used to watch Neighbours? Oh, yeah, probably in the... 90s mm-hmm. yeah yeah like when the kennedys first came in yes, that sort of yeah. stuff and so what back then what would you have likened Erinsborough hospital to our local hospitals like would you say like a box hill hospital no i would say even f- like f- i would have thought it was like a country hospital right do you know like something at oh, like Trogan or sale or something yeah. like that yeah. yeah so now what would you compare it to now well the austin hospital <laughs> considering that's the big picture that they used which i think is new because I don't always see them use that establishing shot. Uh, they've used it for a while. Okay. Like new, it's modern. Maybe when they got the new wing, when the new wing started yeah. getting built, the yeah. cancer wing that is no more. Yeah, no, they're just not going to solve cancer there anymore. <laughs> it's done. We'll find a new cause. <laughs> and then they can't solve MS there either. No. Maybe it'll be Huntington's. Oh, we'll get to it. That's going to yeah. be disappointing if they solve that in Erinsborough <laughs> and the rest of the world just has to continue... <laughs> Dying of genetic problems. And I had one more question for Kathy before we launch in. Getting into med school. Yes. We've had a big arc with that, with young Xanthi Canning Zancan, who couldn't read a young adult novel when she first came to the street, but now can read enough that she's been prepping for the UMAT. Yep. But she got into some strife and couldn't, didn't do so well on the test. She had to do it from her hospital bed and stressed out a little bit. What happens? Can you have another crack at the UMAT? It's only sat once a year. You could have a crack the next year. And perhaps transfer, like she could do maybe science and transfer into medicine? Yeah, I would think so, yeah. yeah. Did, did you, when you were at uni, did you have people that were transferring in from other courses? Yeah, we had a couple. We had a couple come from physio and dentistry into medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I also think Xanthi, side note, would make a great physio. 
Yeah. She's got a great bedside yeah. manner. And how, what sort of subjects did you do in year 12 to gear up for getting into medicine? So I had to do maths. Um, specialist? And, yeah, hard maths. You had to do methods. I did specialist as, a, as an addition. I had to do methods, chemistry and physics. And when you say you have to, was that the, our school telling you to do that? or No, medicine prerequisite before getting oh. into medicine. I don't know if it's the same now, but you had to do methods, physics and chemistry in order to even apply. I have only ever heard of Xanthi doing biology. <laughs> See... Part of me is really happy that a girl like Xanthi is represented as someone who's doing those subjects. Lovely. As in like she's wearing pink and, you know, the legally blonde thing basically. Yeah. But yeah. also she's not doing them. She, there's no way she's doing specialist she's talking methods. About, she's talking about amino acids the other day when no. she was studying for the UMAT. Like I reckon we'd have a good chat about carbs, me and Xanthi, <laughs> but no. She'd also make a great nutritionist. She would. She'd make an awesome nutritionist. <laughs> Or um, dietitian. We, we we were discussing the other day. We don't know the difference. Well, no, is there a difference, Kathy? Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so don't that's know. good. Yep. We yeah. know there's a difference. Yeah. Go yeah. and ask me what. We'll that figure that is. out later. Yeah. But that being said, she'd also make a great you know magazine col- columnist. Yeah. Like well, she she could do anything. Fashion blogger, whatever she wants. Yeah. Love Zancan. And as I said in a previous podcast, there's enough mediocre blokes out there shooting for the stars. Why not a mediocre girl giving it a crack? Yep, exactly right. She could be running the hospital. I think she needs to enroll in a Bachelor of Science. I think so too. And then just do that a year and, and she'll figure out which one's best for her after that. Dr. Cathy, what do they ask you on the UMAT? Uh, so the first section is kind of a logic section. So to be something like mangoes grow in hot climates and mangoes grow in Queensland, therefore, and there'll be four options to be like, Therefore, mangoes only grow in Queensland. Therefore, kiwi fruit grows in Queensland. Therefore, um, Queensland gets lots of rain. Or, or therefore, if it's a pineapple, you should bang your stepmom. <laughs> no. I was about to say, I'm really glad that I didn't try and do the UMAT because you lost me at like the first three. <laughs> Same. <You'd be> like, <laughs> or therefore, Queensland has hot weather. So you can kind of infer Queensland has hot weather because mangoes grow in Queensland and mangoes grow in hot weather, that you, kind of thing. So that sounds hard to study for. You can't really study You can't really it. study for it, no. Then the second part is like doctoring kind of stuff. So it'll be like you've got this scenario where a patient comes in and you're trying to maybe give them a diagnosis of Huntington's disease. What do you do? And you've got six options of, of how you can approach it and – do you tell them while they're halfway out the door? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that kind of thing. And then the third one is this odd like shapes thing. So you get these shapes and then there'll be like a puzzle and you've got to pick which shape is in this puzzle. And then there'll be another puzzle with, you know, it's the same shapes, but there's multiple different puzzles. What, what is that supposed to test? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> and so, but the idea behind the UMAT is... Are you the right kind of person to be a doctor, right? I think that's supposed to be the idea. Is, yeah. is there any of it that you could have studied for? There are there are tests for it. Like there are study things for it now. Uh, I don't know how effective they are. And do you know what you got? Like is that I, something I, yeah. you do? And if the university is – it's down to the last two spots in medicine and there's a person who got point one point zero zero one higher than the other one but the other one got a better umat result are they the one that gets like depends how they work it out there's like an algorithm i think but you don't have to do math super good on the umat like i know people who didn't do well in the umat so they they rank you depends (laughs) (laughs) but i mean they rank you you get a score out of you know 100 is the best um, but if you get below 40, they just give you zero to 40. So you don't know where you are. But I know someone who got zero to 40 on one of the sections and still did, was doing medicine. 
And you did it halfway through year 12. Yeah. And how, why, what made you decide to do it? So what, why did I? So I think the careers advisor at school kind of said, um, have you thought about it? And I was like, mm, I don't know. I hadn't really thought about it. And then my boyfriend at the time, his mum said, you should do it because you don't want to cut off any options, you know. So do it. And then if you decide you don't need it later on, that's fine. So yeah. I did it. Then I did well. And then kind of. Did you have to pay it at all? Yeah, I think so. Was a lot of money? A few hundred maybe. Mm, interesting. Something like that. So it's not like – so the Cannings was saying to Xanthi, don't do it because you don't want to disappoint yourself. That's not a good no, no, approach. No, no, no. That's not a good approach. Do it. And, you know, I mean, I suppose if you can't take getting a really bad result, you know, if that's going to crush you, your spirit, maybe don't do it. But, like, do it and then you kind of have an idea. If you do really well, and you're you no good. And you have to do it to enroll in medicine? For undergrad medicine, Yeah. But you could enrol in science or yeah, yeah, you could do else. so. Yeah. Melbourne Uni now is postgrad anyway, so you could yep. do you can go into biomed and do that for three years and then get into medicine that way. And you could do the UMAT at any point before that. Um, I, yeah, I'm not sure because well, I mean, it's supposed to be undergraduate medicine. So if you're applying oh, for an okay. undergrad, so if you've but done a degree, you have to do the GAMSAT. What's that? Which oh. is the graduate admission to medicine to I don't know something like that. Right. Yeah. And I kind of want to do it now because the mango question intrigued me. But did you know what kind of flavour of doctor you wanted to be back then? No. Okay. I didn't even know I wanted to be a doctor. It was just kind of <laughs> like you should do this because, you know, you're smart and you don't want to cut off any options. So I did it and then I did well. So then they're like, you should think about doing this, you know. Yeah. So I said, okay. And I did it and best thing I ever did. And I've known Kathy for nearly two decades and this is the first time I've asked her any of this stuff. <laughs> Also, just when you got your your um, results, did you know that you were going to get into medicine when you got the results? I mean, medicine is so results? high up on the – no, no, your, your final – Year 12. No, no. Because it's so high up on the scale, yeah. you really just don't, you don't know. know. Yeah, yeah. You don't know. Now, we're going to move to a deep dive on the most medically jam-packed episode we could find, which was Tuesdays, Tuesday the 7th of August 2018 – and this was actually a really delightful episode I found. I quite enjoyed the experience of watching this because there were no ceramic pigs. There were no novelty. You like it when people are given death sentences? <laughs> that was <laughs> heartbreaking because yeah. the Bren sis, Chloe Brennan, is be- has become one of my favourite characters in her short few months on the show because mm. she's vivacious, she's fun, she connects with her brothers yeah, and she's probably going to be hooking up with one of you all. Oh, no, that's that's so-and-so. But she should hook up with She that. should. They had a little flirtation. Who should she hook up with? Oh, Vaya has a secondary relationship apart from her current relationship. And that's oh, with, um, with Ned. With Ned, yeah. Um, Kathy's a regular listener to me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> she knows she knows, she knows. But, yeah, Ned um, had some romance with um, another character this – well, not really romance. It's, it's all happening online. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. They, B and Ned walked around the lake at night time. Yeah, and – now everyone's shipping it, except I don't know. I just feel like, hang on, is this when she ran because she thought someone was stalking her? Yeah, called Finn. Yeah, yeah, but which Who's is Ro- Rob Mills Mills. But but instead it, of someone stalking her, it was Pufferfish or Becky rehearsing his lines for the play. <laughs> <laughs> Always the best excuse. Can I add something as well? Anytime. So these are the Brennans. Yes, Kathy has illustrated a little family tree based on one episode of viewing. And she's pretty much nailed the Brennan family tree. CJ, do you want to have a look and tell us who she's missed out of the Brennan family tree? Okay. So we've got – when I saw this online, by the way, I thought all of these diagrams – I thought this was a genetic diagram. <laughs> <laughs> it's very real. So there's a box with a cross in it with RIP, which is talking about – Pa, the, pa, pa Brennan. Brennan. 
Then we've got Faye, which is a circle, I assume for woman. Ma Brennan. Yeah. And then we've got Mark. He's also a square, but he doesn't have a cross, so he's alive. Yeah, TBC. Chloe is a circle. She's got a faint cross. That's an accident. That was a child era. (laughs) But she is going to die. Um, And then Aaron is a square. Boy, he is. Um, Then a dash over to Tanaka because they're um, engaged. Yeah, but it says Takaya because that's his name. Because Kathy Kathy knows him. From play school. That's true. He's on play school. And he's lovely on play school. Does does he have some go-to tunes that he likes to bust out? What have you heard him do? I don't know, just the usual play school stuff. If you're happy you know? and you know it. Yeah, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, you know, walking a bear um, from a shop uh, to another place. Put, yeah. put a spot over here, put a spot, spot over, over there. there. Yep. <laughs> so we are missing R.I.P. Caitlin, which was Mark's <laughs> child, which I'll okay. bring up later. I forgot about Caitlin. Okay. Yep. And we're also missing Tyler, who's in prison. Ah, yeah. Tyler so falls and between um, Tyler's the youngest, Brennan. Okay, he, so he goes after Aaron there. Yeah, and he's made some some boo boos and he's gone <laughs> to prison. Thank you. <laughs> that is the perfect summary of what he did. <laughs> is he the one who did he kill his own dad? Is he this did. the guy who died? And do you remember how he did it in the spa or something? Wasn't it with a lawn rock or lawn something? ornament? <laughs> oh, the gnome. Yep. <laughs> he gnomed him to death. Yeah. It was a coward gnoming because he walked away from the scene of the crime. And then he fell into the spa. The, ah. the dad. The dad. His real dad. Um, so his real dad, not R.I.P. dad. They're both dead though, obviously. Oh, that's Tyler right. Yeah. Them. I yeah. keep forgetting. R.I.P. Pa Brennan is the father of uh, Chloe, Aaron and Mark. Yes. And ham roast, Hamish Roach. Or boiled ham now. Boiled ham. He is the affair Faye Brennan had to have, to have Tyler. Tyler. Yeah. And you know uh. what? Tyler might not have his freedom, but he's not going to get Huntington's. That's right. Okay, let's talk about this diagnosis. Okay. Well, it was the first thing up in the episode. We have known that Chloe has been getting sinister letters from the Los Feliz Medical Clinic and the neighbour's working theory was that she'd participated in a fertility study or something over there and someone conceived a child. And Yeah, or so- Charisma thinks maybe she left the kid there and said she'd be back later and never came. <laughs> I'll be back at drop off, pick up. <laughs> and where's this medical clinic overseas or in Melbourne somewhere? Or it's Los Feliz, so it's either in California or Mexico. Yeah, we okay. were thinking. Yeah, we were thinking. Yeah, down towards Mexico. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's overseas place. anyway. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. she's been traveling around, yeah. Mm. Yeah. she's yeah. done a lot of contiki tours. Our Chloe, she has. She definitely has. And she would have had to sell parts of her body because yeah. she she wasn't that into working. And that's how they came to find out this data about her. Yeah. So. CJ, tell me what she has, according to Dr. Carl. I'm obviously the expert in this because I did my year 12 biology cat on it. <laughs> Maybe not the doctor. I'm the expert. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, I don't really remember anything about year 12 biology, but she has the gene for Huntington's, right? So one thing I wanted to know, does having the gene mean you have it? Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. So she so has Huntington's. Huntington's, the gene is what's called dominant. If you just have one dodgy gene, you've got the disease. You don't have to have two like some other diseases that are called recessive. Yeah. Because he kind of said it like it wasn't quite Huntington's, like there was a bit of a glimmer of hope. Well, like she's not there yet, right? She doesn't have symptoms. That's right, yeah. It's genetic. So So she was born with the dodgy gene. Yeah. Her path is set. She will get Huntington's disease. <sighs> and I've only, I've only encountered it on TV. Kathy, what what sort of disease is it? Doesn't sound pleasant. No, it's not pleasant. It's it's a neurological disease. So they get neurological degeneration. They get. Do you um, think it'd make you beat up your youngest son? What this age? 
No, so R.I.P. Dad, the one with the box, mm. he used to hit Tyler, which is what. But I thought Tyler was not his son. Um, they didn't, didn't. realise that. Ah, uh, okay. Well, he had an inkling. <laughs> yeah. So he went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could do. Yeah. And they, they have increased rates of suicide oh, as well. Man. Do you know um, what? You know, actually, that's my theory of what Chloe's journey is going to be. Because on Winners and Losers a couple of years ago, I can't remember if this played out on air. I was trying to find the episode, but I was working in the office at the time when they were drafting this storyline. Mm-hmm. There was a character called Cat who came in and became friends with Virginia Gay's character, Francis. And Cat had Huntington's, or at least the draft I saw, she had Huntington's. And she didn't want to live out her life in pain, so she ended it. And then the friends had to deal with the repercussions of her kind of doing that in her prime and she didn't get to do anything and she left all this money to them. So I think they're going to do the same thing with Chloe and she's going to just end it all because she doesn't want to live out her life that way. Wow. I know it's super depressing and I'm sad. I think it's going to be a misdiagnosis. Given Erinsborough Hospital's track record, that (laughs) seems the most likely outcome. Or like there's some dotty person over at Las Feliz Clinic who's reading the wrong results to Carl. It's happened to me... A couple of times in the last year that I've got the wrong. I, really? Yeah. So because I've got celiac disease now, it's not as traumatic except it is a bit because I love my – Well, I mean you have to live through it. Yeah. I have to have, Dead people can't feel yeah. these things. <laughs> and I have to have tests all the time for bone density and right. um, gastroscopies and everything to make sure everything's okay. And I went for a bone density scan and they misdiagnosed me with mild osteoporosis because someone read the results wrong. In the in the clinic in the lab, so I was like, "Oh no, I can't have Big Macs, and I've got osteoporosis." But then the third doctor who read the results was like, "Oh, actually, you're fine. You have actually got really strong bones." Bye. Go for it. Run down to McDonald's yeah. and stare at the burgers. And then I found out there's some other gene I've got about that's like a clotting gene. Wow. I know. Welcome to your thirties, everyone. It's a great time. It's a party. But clotting can be good. Yeah, not. I don't think. It's not going to an issue yet. I think I just have to take blood then as if I'm going to go on a long haul flight. That's yeah. the upshot of it. Do you know? But I do do- that with, with my own anxiety. I take all this aspirin before I get on the plane <laughs> and then my nose just bleeds the whole time because I think my blood's already kind of thin. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I also wear the socks. <laughs> anyway, the point is someone on those results read them wrong too and they said I didn't have as much of that condition, but I do. So the point is, it can happen. That's that's awful. <laughs> so just always double check everybody. <laughs> now, Kathy, yep. Dr. Kathy, would a genetic counsellor need to give these results? Yes. Okay, I thought so. So I thought this was, I was shocked when I, this was the lead-in to this episode that I watched. <laughs> and I was like, Dr. Carl, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, especially now that I know that this is a result from some lab overseas, you know, what he should have done, got a genetic counsellor, called her in, had a chat with her and the counsellor, she should have consented to have that test. As in, again, retest. Or oh, I think she should definitely be retested. She should have consented. In Australia, you have to consent specifically for that test. Yep. Don't know about America, I mean, Mexico, wherever. But I think he should have brought her in with a genetic counsellor, yep. consented her to have the test done again in an Australian lab and then done it before he kind of broke the news to her and made and her run out of the room crying. As she was halfway out the door kind of anyway. <laughs> Particularly, <laughs> particularly as you're saying the high suicide rate like he basically told her she was going to die can't tell you when don't worry see ya yeah and the fact that he the silver lining he presented to her was most people when they start to present symptoms live another 15 to 20 years terribly <laughs> basically yeah. getting progressively worse yeah, yeah. yeah. she's like 
Thanks, mate. I'm a go. I'm a get drunk. Yeah. yeah. Kate was texting me the night I watched this. She watched it a few hours earlier. I hadn't caught up yet. She just texted me going, have you seen Chloe's diagnosis? And I said, no. What is it? She goes, I'm not spoiling it. You have to watch it. And I just started guessing every disease I could think of and had a great time. And they, yep. were, they were all wrong. And finally, I saw it live and I just gasped. And I thought, no, this is not going to end well for Chloe. And we love her. Yeah, we do. Good news is, is that she's 25. They haven't said her age. The actress is about 30, 31. So, and if they're putting her in line with Mark, who's in his early to mid 30s. Yep. And she and Aaron are probably, I don't know who's oldest, but she and Aaron are probably between 28 and 32 between them. Yeah. I mean, sorry, I'm just thinking about how Tyler dated a schoolgirl last year. <laughs> um, um, which, but so good news is she won't be on the show when she dies. We don't know. No, don't know. she's not going to be on the show for the next 20 years. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, but they've got something in mind, surely. This is going to escalate somehow. Oh, well, I figure like this – Provides so many storyline ideas because she's going to meet someone, every guy she meets or girl, whoever. Oh, she is bi. That's right. She yeah. is bi. Um, she's going to – oh, that's awesome because she can use someone else's egg. Anyway, um, <laughs> every person she meets, she's going to have the thing about whether she tells them yeah. and then when she gets serious about someone, she's going to tell them one of them at least will break up with her from that. Um, so there will be all of that. And then she might actually fall in love with someone, decide to have children – then there'll be the, all of that. Well, she's on – let's assume she's on a three-year contract with the show. I mean, it's a lot for three There's years. So much. <laughs> yeah. uh, she could end up donating an egg, to, although they might not want her. No, they don't want her Genetically <laughs> compromised eggs. So she could, she, could, she could be the oven, right? She could be an oven for a donated egg, yeah. yeah. Oh, what a great possibility. This is great. Do we, ha- we don't have a gay girl on the show right now, do we? Or a bi girl? Uh, but, there's a, gone. but there's probably always one in Anson's Corner just yeah, ready to pop in. the coffee. <laughs> So there's a heartbreaking, two heartbreaking moments. The, the two calls to her mum. The phone call to her mum's voicemail I thought was beautiful. Hey mum, I really need to talk to you about something when you have a chance. Um, can you just call me? And then when she finally gets her mum on the phone, I actually nearly cried at both of those moments. Kathy, I noticed in your notes you made an observation about the phone call. That was Keith, actually. Your husband? My husband, Keith. He said... I made him watch it as well, and that was that was the first comment he made about the There's whole a lot, show. There's a lot of spouses are casualties in the neighbour's journey. He was like, that phone's not on. She's not calling anyone. <laughs> and I've noticed they do that a lot on neighbours, and I just took it for granted. I thought, well, maybe it turns itself to black screen because I don't look at it when it's against my ear. So I thought maybe it just blacks out. So I called the talking clock, which is the at the third stroke guy, because I thought maybe it does. And, yeah, when so when you call him, it goes dark. It goes dark, but you can still see the, the symbols. So really, the graphics department could up their game there. Yeah, I, I mean, know. you think she could just ring someone on set? Exactly. Yeah. Just, just put ta- mum in as the contact or detail just always and have, have the it talk- as anyone Always number. have the talking clock and just put mum's name oh, in. Yeah. yeah. Won't it cause a problem with the cameras? Is that the problem? And the sound equipment? I mean, you make us leave our phones over there. <laughs> and this is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know what she could do? Take a screenshot while it's calling yeah. and then just bring up that screenshot, not call anyone. Dr. Dr. Kathy, you could so have smart. a secondary career in the costume department of Neighbours. <laughs> uh, art department, such a good idea. Screenshot, guys, you can have that if you're listening, yeah. production team. That's yours. Yeah, we're big fans of the, 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 the art department. Yeah. yeah, they work hard. And we always, we always nitpick on their props. Then Carl pays a little home visit because she hasn't – she's come straight home, had a big cry and hasn't told the brothers. Kathy, tell me what you, how you reacted to this home visit. 
visit. What's he doing? <laughs> I don't know. She said, oh, I asked him to come around. Did she ask him? I don't think so. He just turned up unannounced to break her bad news for her. I mean, it's totally inappropriate. And even if she had asked him to come around to administer travel sickness pills, you don't do that. No. <laughs> no. Also, she's not travelling anywhere. Well, they were going to yeah. go out on the also, boat. Also, you can get them over the counter. Yeah, also Depending just, on which ones you're getting. Yeah, but. or wear those wristbands. <laughs> do you, Cathy, sometimes on Neighbours, they get into strife when the prescription pad gets left around the place? Do you have one of those at home that the kids could get a hold of? I don't have a prescription pad at home, no, only at the hospital. <laughs> Carl's is always getting into the wrong hands. Mm. But I can, he's, well, I thought he was like a GP. Yeah, yeah. well... And like a brain surgeon and um, he delivers babies. What else does he do? Um, he, he would have given Teresa's cancer news last year. He did, yes. Yeah. 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 So I think as a – certainly as a GP you may have your prescription pad on you, you know, okay. and that could um, – Especially if you're prone to a house call. Yes. If, you, yes. if you're with doctors on call, do you just register to do that separately? Like if, do yeah. you have a day job? So maybe he's registered with doctors on call. Yeah, it could be. Brensis the next day goes to see Mark at the garage and says, would you want to know if you were going to die? Just as casual small talk. <laughs> um, which also she says, if you're going to die. Actually, we're all dying. Uh, we're all going to oh, die. Yeah. 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 Also, I just want to point out, Vea has been on my back all week about um, single-use items and recycling. and The war on waste. We are fighting, guys. We are warriors in the war on waste. Head to iView, war on waste. It's on a podcast as well. Get involved. We're, we're going to change the world. So when I say on oh, my back, I mean like she would like my son to have a future and stuff in this planet. <laughs> anyway, I am now watching this show judging the characters on who has a, 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 a disposable a, coffee cup. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So Chloe, no no regard for the future anymore because no. she's dying. <laughs> so yep. this is your problem, suckers. <laughs> Get your own dirty rue castle. <laughs> um, so she brings a disposable cup to Mark's and interestingly enough, Gary has a disposable cup but Xanthi has a reusable one because Xanthi cares about people's health. Not enough to buy her dad one. Inclu- but including the planet's health. Well, I reckon she did buy Gary one, Gaz can. She's probably even got one for him for Father's Day coming up. Probably. But he, he's probably so much of a shitbag that he just forgets. Yeah, yeah. And they've got a great um, contract with that, um, the Frank one. Frank. Uh, whatever. Yeah, the green. Nice cups Frank anyway. Green. Yeah, Is nice. this the other keep cup? The, the not keep cup keep Yeah, cup. more swish. More yeah, I've swish. seen them. Yeah, yeah mine. Cool. I've just put mine in the dishwasher. But I've got a lovely, I've got a Joko cup and it's glass. With Lovely. silicon lid, and it's a it's a real joy to drink out of. Lovely, but also some people just take jam jars in. Do they? What? Yeah. I, like, like I assume this only happens in Brunswick. There are some hipster cafes that will take any vessel you bring them. <laughs> do they have a lid or some? The jam jars do. They've got jam lids. How do you drink out of that? You cut a hole in the lid. Well, you take the lid off. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, last time at Seven Eleven, I noticed they've 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 got reusable cups now. Yes, 7-Eleven featured in the War on Waste series. Well, there we go. I'll, after I've thrown all my rubbish in the landfill, I'll watch it and I'll, I'll <laughs> check it out. But I have noticed Art Department shout out again. They have reassessed the balance of Keep Cup because last year I noticed someone was doing a coffee run. Zan Cam was doing a coffee run for the day spa mm-hmm. and she had six reusable cups in her tray and they were all for, what was her name, Courtney? 
Yep. She's like, Courtney's really particular. So she's got one for the hot milk, one for the espresso shot, what? one for the <laughs> chai latte, whatever. She needs whatever. a deconstructed Cape Cod coffee. <laughs> and so Xandy had six of them. And I'm like, no one's got six. You've yeah. always got a couple of reusables and someone who forgot and a couple of, yeah. So I think now they've struck a nice balance of who's remembered and who hasn't. Anyway, so she has no regard for the future because she's dying. Yes. Um, and she bought a coffee for herself and then decided not to drink it and gave it to Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was a weird line to pop in there. Yeah. <laughs> I do that a lot with my partner. I'm like, I've just opened this can of lemon crack and I don't want to finish it. I've had one sip. Can you finish the rest? Yeah. yeah. Well, we have like uh, most of my relationship problems, Kathy's circle around cans um, <laughs> and the usage of cans. Um, and one of them is that I take three or four sips out of a can and then just leave it. And there might be like five around the house just just half drunk. Half drunk ones, yeah. That's a wasp hazard too. <laughs> yeah, well, if I open doors or let sunlight in, maybe. <laughs> okay, so we finish up with uh, Chloe has every intention to go and tell the rest of the Brembros that they might carry the gene, but she walks into Aaron and David's suit try-on session, which is adorable. It was, yep. And she realises she can't upset the happy grooms with this sad news. And then we end with her back at Dr. Carl's and him checking in on his confidentiality situation. Because he wasn't very clear the first time (laughs) about, you know, her rights, you know. (laughs) So he tells her that, he yes, he does have to respect her confidentiality and he can't go and tell her brothers without her permission. And she says, well, I don't want, you know. And then, But then he kind of says, you have to tell them, which is what he said the first time as well. You have to tell them. And I was like, I wrote it down and I underlined it. No, she doesn't have to tell them. Why is that? Because it's her own personal medical, mm-hmm. you know, information. And this is why you get a genetic counsellor to talk to people about the implications before they even do the test so that they've thought about all these things and it's not just landed on them, you know. So I think they've taken the trope from like, if you find out that you've got a sexually transmitted disease and they say things like you have to tell your previous partners, do you have to tell them then? Who? the? No. So the patient, yeah, that comes in and says, hey, I've got chlamydia. Or you, but maybe the doctor says it. Hey, you've got chlamydia. And then they One are- of the 17 OBGYNs tells you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, th- I think that you, they, you're encouraged, but I don't, I don't, how can they force you? You can't force oh, you. Hang on. Google's involved. <laughs> <laughs> what, did, what did she say? I think she was trying to text my previous... Apologies. I don't understand. I think she's trying to text my previous sexual partners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's encouraged, but I don't think they can force you yeah, to go and tell people. We have a... As doctors, if we felt someone was at risk... To their health, we can break confidentiality. So if you kind of knew, well, it's always an ethical thing that we discuss. If you know someone's got a disease and they're not telling, they're putting someone else at risk of catching the disease. Yep. And they're going to go, I'm going to keep my sex working gig. Side yeah, hustle. Exactly. Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> Do we then tell or not? Yeah. You know, okay. you've got to think about it. In this case, all of their futures are set, you know, whether or not they have it. So it, no one's at risk. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say getting it from her by her not telling them, and and I the suppose. fact that they know or not really doesn't make any difference with this this disease, right? Well, you yeah, you can't cure it. Yeah. So yeah, the only thing that was raised is that Aaron and David are about to get married, and is it is it harsh to sentence potentially Doctor Naka into hooking up with 
a potential father of his child knowing he might not genetically be able to have a kid. But really, they're gay guys. They were already exploring other options anyway. Yes, yeah. Yeah, someone well, tell I, them before before he, he goes into the room um, at the sperm bank. But other than that... <laughs> I was going to say, I thought... I My impression from Carl there, his concern was like that they're going to get married. Yeah. And, you know, would Takaya, whatever his other yeah. name is, really want to marry Aaron if he knew he had this like death sentence disease? What a terrib- like, terrible thing to say. Yeah, exactly. In sickness and in health. That's what I was thinking of, but I was like, yeah, of course In sickness he would. and in health, asshole. Just because, Carl, some of those, you play fast and loose with some of those vows doesn't mean everyone does. <laughs> yeah. So, super sad. I'm very sad. I hope it is a misdiagnosis because that's all, that's the only hope I can hang on to. Another question I have about it. Mark impregnated by a surrogacy, his neighbour, like last year. And the baby um, passed away in u- utero at like eight months, quite. No, long. it was yeah, it was like six or seven. Yeah, she was showing a lot. Yeah, yeah, was what I meant. <laughs> it was terribly sad. She was under a lot of stress though. She was watching her husband sleep with someone else on on Skype. Yeah, um, hang on, is this Tody and, and Sonia? Right. Yeah. Yep. So Sonia's baby is not Tody's child. It's Mark's child. Uh, Mark's uh, genetic that, that particular child. baby. It would have been. Oh, would have been. Oh, sorry. Yeah, but Nell is Tody's. Yeah, Nell. Nell's Tody. Nell is Tody and Sonia 50-50. And yeah. Hugo is fifty-fifty D Bliss slash imposter slash Toadie. Yeah, who's there's, Hugo? There's a new baby. Okay, yeah, Toadie's new son. Um, which is about the same age. Oh yeah, I saw Toadie yeah. feeding it or something, or rocking it to sleep or something. <laughs> there we go. And I love how you just accepted it as part of the furniture. Like, yeah, there's yeah. a new baby. <laughs> new baby. When somebody doesn't have the Huntington's disease. Can they still pass it to the next generation? And maybe that was what maybe Caitlin had it. And that's why she died. Yeah. No. No. Okay. Well, that's not why she died. But he, yeah, he could have passed it on to her if he's got it. Um, yeah. But that so wouldn't be why she died. Like, who has a recessive gene can still pass it on. Yeah. But this is a dominant gene, so it can't yeah. be a recessive. No. You, okay. Okay. Cool. It's always dominant. Yeah. yeah. So and if I, any of the siblings have it. Then, they're going to get the disease, yeah. yeah. And if it, if they don't have it, then they're free and clear. They can have as yep. many kids yep. as they want. Yep. Okay, cool. And CJ, I really do love how much you think about poor baby Caitlin. <sighs> She's on your mind a lot. <laughs> yeah. I had a baby at the time. It was know? a dark so. time in, in your life on Neighbours. Let's quickly touch on Ellie and B because last time we chatted, we had a delight of enjoying Pippa from Home and Away come in as Susan's sister, Liz. Yeah. I know, Kathy. Go- which, which Pippa? Second Pippa. Like best. Oh, best Pippa. Best yeah. Pippa. Yeah. yeah, main Pippa. No shade to original Pippa, but come on. Yeah, we all, we all know <laughs> the truth here. Do you know once I was listening to ABC Talkback Radio because it's all I listen to other than this podcast and Pippa, as in the actor, rang up to talk about the, – the, the topic was about artists in any particular way and she rang up to say her and her husband are both artists, husband as in who used to play Michael. <gasps> what? Was she really married to him? Yeah, well, she is married to him. Oh, that's a beautiful story. It is. I don't think they were married then, though. I oh. think that, yeah. So she oh. rang up to say that. And then the host kept going, Oh, well, would I know you from anything? And she was like, No. And she goes, All right, fine. I was Pippa on Home and Away. Yeah. <laughs> Good. And my husband was Michael. And, the, yeah. and <laughs> yeah, it was pretty exciting. And, yeah. and, you know, she's also well known from Please Like Me, which she. Oh. Very well known. Smashes, yeah. And so we were graced with her presence for a good like four episode arc. Yep. And now she's, she's, got, she's gone back to New South Wales where Susan's going to go help her get the uh, mental health treatment she needs. She's a hot mess. Yeah. Okay. But the girls, Ellie and B, are left here to pick up the pieces. And, and they're her 
daughters, is it? Yes. Yes. It's okay. Different fathers, same Pippa, and they have had this falling out because um, B's triggered um, for reasons and can't let go of the fact that Ellie ignored her while she was homeless on the streets. I think Ellie maybe was taking some pills at the time <laughs> and was mainly interested in dancing. It was Ellie's uni years. She yeah. was doing a, whatever, bachelor, dip ed, or whatever she was doing, <laughs> arts. And what do you reckon ed? her original yeah. degree was? Do you think she did a teaching degree or do you think she did like a degree and then a dip ed? She 100% tacked that dip ed on at the yep. end. Yep. <laughs> I reckon, do you reckon she did? Well, she did English, so I think technically she would have had to do an arts degree. Yeah, she she smacks up an arts degree as someone who did one. Yeah, me, me too. Yeah, <laughs> I, however, I had a lot of spare time. I spent that time doing stand-up comedy and community radio. I spent it like Ali did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she would, and Pippa would have said, get your shit together, yep. do something that's going to get you a job, and she did the dip ed. Yep. And then during that time, B was on the streets, is it? By yeah. the, she'd gone to live with her father, Lars. <laughs> Who, who's, who's, a, who's, a, who's in Metallica? <laughs> He's in Broom. <laughs> and uh, she didn't get on with Lars and Ulrika, her stepmother. And, wow. And so it's they quite t- multicultural yeah. in Broom. I love it. They turfed her out. By all accounts, she was still up there. Whenever anyone texted her, she was like, just having a great time in Broome with my dad, guys. But really, she was doing it tough. Obviously, she never had a Facebook profile. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or if she did, she <clears> just <throat> didn't update it and, or she said. Yeah, it was just like one photo that was 12 years old just, and like a couple of like games of uh, Candy Crush. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, that's, always, that's always annoying when you're trying to read up on someone's history and you're like, damn it. Yeah. It's just they've, they've locked down their privacy settings and I can only see what level of Candy Crush they're up to. Yeah. And like, or uh, Farmville. Farmville. <laughs> So they're frosty with each other. The only thing I wanted to mention with Dr. Kathy is Ellie picks up B's assignment and can, from two sentences, diagnoses B with dyslexia. Yeah, I thought that was a bit odd. I don't know. I don't know how to diagnose dyslexia. It's not something I really have come across in my Who would diagnose career. it? Would it a, a GP doc- diagnose Yeah, it? maybe. Yeah, yeah. I would – I mean – I would think it's normally diagnosed when people are a bit younger. So perhaps the GP, there's some concerns. They go to the GP. The GP's like, mm, this seems a bit odd. You should go and see maybe a speech therapist or something like that. And then, or, or whatever the issue is, or a pediatrician. Two things. She has dyslexia. So good news, she's going to be doing the UMAT in a couple of years. <laughs> um, and um, two, I have dyslexia. And um, our school psychologist diagnosed it. Oh, lovely. Yeah. And do you mix up P's and Q's and D's and B's. CJ sometimes needs to mind her P's and Q's. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Not so much anymore. Um, I'm sort of like it would. It just takes me a really long time to read, and so I guess I'm quite. I'm, I'm slow at okay. reading. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes I forget, and I hand her like an email from a listener. Go, yeah, and CJ, to, yeah. it's your turn to read that something out, <laughs> and then I forget, and and it, it's stressful. Yeah, I guess that's probably yeah. the thing. And but there's all these different ways that you can learn legitimately from from professionals to deal with it. But then is that also, like reading things on pink paper with a different font? It really is true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually got um, one of the universities we went to. Getting diagnosed meant that I could apply for special consideration and whatever. Um, but one of the universities made all of my readings. You know how you used to go and buy those books in pink paper, and maybe I did that because I wanted the pink paper. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What an asshole that lecturer, that TAFE lecturer that was marking her down with a red Sharpie. Yeah. Oh, like, that's a lot of red text up. Like, just use a pen, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> just, and like she said, she wants to be a mechanic, not an English teacher. Calm down. 
Why is she writing essays for this anyway? Well, yeah. I'd have never done tapes. I don't know. It, I thought it looked typed. Was it not typed? Yeah. yeah. Spell checker surely is picking up if you put in a Q instead of a P, right? Well, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, put the, I used to put the wrong words. Uh, yes. So maybe, yeah. maybe it was still the word looked correct to the spell checker. Yeah. And so they'd be uh, uh, like. But that's not what she, her sister said. What was it? What's her sister's name again? Ellie. Ellie. But she said you've mixed up D's and B's. And so if she'd written bad instead of dad. Yeah. I don't know why you'd put that oh, in yeah, the yeah, tape that's essay, true, yeah. but I was just thinking more the P and the Q. They're not really interchangeable. Well, I don't even know why she had that many Qs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're really not used very often. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Maybe there's a car part that starts with a Q. And don't you love how she said, I've done professional development units on this. <laughs> like, that's what she said. And I'm like, also a teaching degree. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> way to um, warm your sister up. Like, she's like, I bought you chocolate muffins and judgment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're great. Lo- I love their relationship. It's, I'm enjoying it. But let's, we've got to carve out a special little corner of this show for Pap Chat. <laughs> Kathy, what are your little pearls of wisdom about pap smears? About pap smears. So in Australia we call them pap smears because the guy who invented it, the doctor who invented it was Dr. Pap. That's not his full name. Stop. Was there a Dr. Pap? It's not his full name. We um, shorten it because it's Australia. Australia. Oh, Papa Nicolau. Yeah, that's it. The Papa Nicolau test. You learn something new every day. Mm. Yeah, so that's why we call it Pap Test in Australia. Of course, and a I, Greek invented it. Of course, I went overseas, <laughs> and I had to get a Pap test overseas. And I rang the secretary at the GP, and I asked for a Pap smear, and she was like, "A what?" Uh-huh. I'm like, "A Pap smear," and she's like, "What's that?" I'm like, uh, um, uh, "You know, like uh, uh <laughs> You take a sharp utensil, you run it through a sensitive body part. And I eventually came out with the word cervical and she's like, oh, cervical smear, of course. I just want to say to the medical industry, stop putting the word smear after things. Yeah. Just come up with nicer words. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, you literally smear it, so... Okay. That's why. It's better than what some people call it. Get us so. get a thesaurus. CJ, can you please intru- reintroduce us to Dr. Rob, the gynecologist? Now, I don't really – I recognised him, but I didn't – I don't – I didn't remember this scene with Amy. But he's leaving the pub, which is now where people go with their reusable cups to buy coffee, yeah. and he's leaving it and he cracks onto Amy as she's leaving and it doesn't go well. She, and it, <laughs> half the scene, Amy was just trying to scratch her noodle to remember who he was. Exactly. Well, Can I ask, do we see when they met under the Christmas tree or whatever the Yeah, it was, the, cri- thing the, was. the Christmas in July tree out the front of Lasseter's. We saw that. Well, it was an office Chris Kringle. So it was weird that strangers were putting presents under it, firstly. Oh, that's, that is very true. <laughs> I never even, like, questioned that. And it's a public space, so someone's pocketing those gifts. Maybe now Paul owns the hospital, so maybe, like, they're all staff now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yep. yeah. It's the complex yeah. gift exchange. Maybe. You can draw someone from the cafe, the pub, the hospital, mm, yeah. the police station. Yeah, the police, yeah. Or... Rebecca Law. Oh, yeah, or Lassiter's. Um, so... She's – look, to be honest, from, you know, the point of view of a human that would like to, like, you know, it is difficult to crack onto someone and everyone is put, you know, it's a vulnerable situation. She was not very nice about it, Amy. 
I am backing her on this though because she just wasn't vibing with him. No. She didn't remember who he was. <laughs> like, <laughs> And then when she did, she wasn't dazzled by him. I'll tell no. you what though. Yeah. She doesn't have the, the best luck with with the love. Oh, is this Amy the – Yeah. yeah. Or let's, the, run, let's run her theme song. The saddest thing in just wants to love and be loved in Yeah, this is Amy. Yeah. She's not famed for her great romantic decisions. And so when a doctor, I don't care whether he's as hot as people say, crack onto you, respond. Yeah, why is she not, like, if she's having such trouble with the lads. That's, that's who she likes, men. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. A doctor hitting on her. Exactly. This yeah. Was this not the promise of medical school for all of you people? <laughs> that you'll never have a problem finding a partner again. <laughs> yeah, supposedly. Yeah. <laughs> I back her on this because I think the problem with her love life is that she hasn't been discerning enough. She just rolled in the sack with Sex Pest Wayne from the high school. That's true. So she was able to hook up with Sex Pest Wayne, but she can't be nice enough when a doctor tries a a bad line. I just think she's she's following her instincts. She's like, there's no spark here. I'm going to save myself for when there is a proper spark. Yeah. And Dr. Naka can calm his farm because he's all like, he's nice, he's just shy. This Whatever, is- he can grow a personality. Wasn't this the guy they tried to hook up with, um, Mishti? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, way to make Amy feel special. Oh, I tried to hook him up with Misty, but she wasn't interested. So, <laughs> so I thought what about you? you? Be- Mishti has gone through some hard stuff and she was like, do you want to have kids? Do you want to get married? What's your life plan? And he's like, um. I just wanted to have this meal with you and I haven't thought beyond that. I think he was like maybe going to be a doctor overseas or something. Like that triggered her immediately. She was like, I can't deal with this. Gazcan and Zancan are getting coffees. They say, hi, Amy. Do you want to stay and hang out with us? Talk about medical procedures. She says, got to run. Got to get papped. If you'd like to uh, join us, Ames. Oh, I wish, but I've actually got a, a pap smear shortly. Oh, now it's called a HPV test now. So. And Zankan points out what it's currently called. I love that, that, you know, they're obviously gearing her towards this doctor career because then she was straight in with the doctor fact of it's called the HPV test now. What does HPV stand for? Human papillomavirus. So, because didn't the pap smear test for more things than just no. that? No. So, oh. what? So, the pap smear got cells and you swear put their cells on a slide and you and some pathologist looks at them under a microscope and sees if any look abnormal mm-hmm. and it was pretty inaccurate oh so it was only like 20 percent pickup rate jesus which is why you had to have it every two years right because it was you know that you could miss it and the idea was if you had it every two years you would you would get it before it became serious god um, oh, but this now is awful hey out of you know just feminism the prostate test is that as inaccurate the PSA, yep. Yeah, uh, there's other issues with that. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. We're all we're, we've the, all got yeah, there's plenty of issues with that. Yeah. yeah. You don't necessarily need to go to a hospital to get there's, these tests no. done. You can just go to your GP. In fact, yeah. And often my GP will just look at my file if I'm there and go, "Hey, you're due for whatever we're calling it now." Pop on the bed, and it's always a bit too tricky because I have a great relationship with her. So I'm like, "Oh, can't we just keep chatting like we're having a good time?" Does she often hit on you down at the pub? <laughs> 
she's just like, okay, hop on the bed. We're going to do this. She draws a curtain around you and away you go. Also, if you were going to do a sudden mole check, you'd probably have to book in an extra 15 minutes for that, wouldn't you? Okay. So um, when she said the thing about the mole, I was so insulted for that doctor. Like, what does he have to do with moles? Yeah. He's supposed to be a gynecologist, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, maybe her moles were in a specific area. But even well, still, she he would have a shoulder. <laughs> Um, Maybe like, her whole problem this whole time is she didn't know where her lady parts work. Yeah, that is the problem. What was Wayne doing to her? <laughs> I was just like, he's a gynecologist. Why Why would you ever do that? No. Like, it's like That's a GP job. It's like if the plumber comes and you says, I've got this problem with my light fitting. And it's very weird. It felt very American to go into the hospital and see the random gynecologist. It was a bit Jane the Virgin. But even in Jane the Virgin in the first episode, she's going to her gynecologist it's just that her gynecologist was away that day and she had a different one who accidentally impregnated her. First episode, great one. In in Australia, typically you would just see your GP yeah. and say, tack on whatever I'm due for if we have the appointment time available. That being said, though, Carl used to have a medical clinic in the centre. That was when we first met Carl. That's what it, he, he wasn't at the hospital no. because he was like a legitimate GP then. Now he just does everything. <laughs> Maybe there's no medical clinic anymore. Maybe everyone just has to go to the hospital for everything. Well, Kathy, do some hospitals have a little GP bit attached? A lot of them do now, yeah. Because especially for the – so two reasons. One is staff. So they figure if they've got a GP clinic for staff, staff don't have to like book in somewhere else. Ah. They can come to that GP clinic. Right. Um, and then the other reason is diversion from the emergency department. Yeah. Ah. So if people t- rock up at ED with a GP-type problem, you can – Send them to the GP clinic, which is just across the hall or whatever. Fascinating. Well, I reckon Erinsborough High must uh, Erinsborough Hospital. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, maybe by the end of the year, Zan can set up <laughs> set up one in the cafeteria. But Amy, t- she's telling Gazcan and, and Zancan, I'm off for my pap test, and Gazcan goes la 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 la, not li- listening to your lady parts discussions. And I say to Gazcan, how about how would you like a glass of Shut the fuck up. I'm going to punch you in the face. Also, this is meant to be from a guy that's quite, um, you know, knows his way around the lady parts as yeah. we as we hear. Yeah, he's all well and good to dish out the limber ladybird, but he's not so keen to, to know what happens down the other end of proceedings. <laughs> Betty wasn't present when either of his kids was born either. Uh, he was probably in prison. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kathy, what happens when Amy gets to the hospital room for her appointment? Yeah, so she jumps on the bed and this supposedly hot gynecologist walks in and then she starts like pulling down her skirt straight away and I was like, whoa, 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 and he's put on gloves and I was like, no, you need, you know, you should give her some privacy to get unchanged. Don't make her get unchanged in front of you. That's not on. Even the cheap massage therapists in the shopping centre give you a hot minute to take your <laughs> exactly. leg- leggings off. Yeah, exactly. And then oh, – He's all weird about it. Wait, you sorry, know. I'm. I forgot. I leave my leggings on. I meant take my top. No, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you might take them off. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe you get in the foot massage. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, and then all of a sudden he's all weird about it, and he's got to go. And then he concocts some rubbish excuse and gets this other obstetrician gynecologist who happens to be like around the corner, obviously, to come in. His excuse was Dr. Kennedy has to have a meeting with me. He could have just said I'm not feeling well. Yeah, exactly. I, the, the mere thought of seeing you without your pets on has ruined my day. <laughs> then we meet Dr. Zimmerman, who I'm all about, because we never get to see a lady doctor in this damn hospital. Mm. And she is uh, of an ethnically diverse background. And she's American, I think, or maybe Canadian. Maybe Canadian. Yeah, yeah. and her last name's Zimmerman, so she's probably multi-ethnicity yeah. background. Yeah. 
And ah. she also was like – Have we seen her before? Delightful. Is she going to come back again or is this just a, just a one-off thing? I think she's nailed it in that, in that one-line role and I think we need to see her again. Yeah. yeah. But she'll probably be like a hand surgeon next week or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Happy with Dr Zimmerman. She's professional. She sorts Amy out. And then Amy comes out of the appointment, walks straight into Dr Carl. Yeah. And is like, hey, old mate. Why did you make my weird, what lady, a weird thing to say? Lady. What a weird thing to say! Exactly, you like. ruined my pap smear, Doctor Carl. <laughs> I think she calls it calls it the HP name too. She's all like, "I learnt this thing." <laughs> and Carl's like, "Mate, just, what are you talking about? Just trying to get through my work day without yeah. trying to drill yeah. into someone's skull for once." That was just beyond awkward. That conversation. He, he cut it down. Just, I liked it. Like he was like, Duh. Yeah. I don't want you. <laughs> Go away. Go away. <laughs> so she goes back to the pub where Zan and Gaz are still, still having a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so if maybe they got a meal. He threatened breakfast at some point. But they were all back in the same spot in the pub to hash out how the pap appointment turned out. <laughs> I'm going to call it a pap smear forever. Um, so am I. So what the implication was that Rob Carson thought she, Amy was a bit of all right and felt inappropriate administering that test and Zankan thought that was romantic of him to bow out. So do you yeah. think that that is reasonable? Because I really think any gynecologist who literally spends all day looking at that, well, no, they really don't do that anyway, um, but they're quite comfortable with that end. Um, I really don't think they would be concerned. I would have thought that they he could have been professional enough just to go ahead. Yeah. But if he does, I, I mean, I do take Zankan's point. If he does kind of have feelings for her and if he's – already asked for her number off Dr. Takaya um, and, he, you know, he's envisaging a future there. Maybe he does want to step out, but, like, come up with a better excuse. And he, he's already been prepared with Mishti that, like, ladies would like to see into the future. So he's like, well, I better think long term with this one. If I can see first, second, third date marriage, I better recuse myself from this appointment. But remember yeah. earlier in the episode when Carl was saying it's good to know everything about people before you commit to them? <laughs> Try before you buy <laughs> first hand. No, uh, literally. Yeah. Kathy, have you ever had to refuse a procedure on anyone? No. I've n- no. Not for me. So a friend who was in the throes of labor and um had to have an emergency C-section had the anesthetist run in because it's all an emergency and the anesthetist was a friend of hers from high school. What? Oh, my God. And so what did he do? He said, would you like me to get somebody else yep. if this is uncomfortable? But, you know, she said, just do it. She wasn't, you know, what can you say in that situation? There were others. She, they could have got someone else, but she just said, no, just do it. Just do it. Hopefully he didn't go, so. wow, you look exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you do excuse yourself from a situation. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Then we find out that from Zankan that all the older nurses at the hospital know him as Dr. Dreamboat. Is that no, what they said? I thought no, they no. called him something else funny. They did. They called him Doug Gross, which is George Clooney's character in um, ER. Oh, that's right. They say, ah, yeah, he's yes. the hospital dreamboat. Is there a hospital dreamboat at your hospital, Kathy? At my, well, I've just moved to a new hospital. So the dreamboat moved because it's you. Course, um, not at my current hospital, but yes, I have worked at hospitals where there has definitely been the hospital dreamboat. Ooh, definitely. And it's not Rob Carson. No, no, no. If anything, it would have been Doctor Naka, David. Yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, definitely. When they were sat next to each other in the cafe, it was like, well, David's the hot doctor, guys. Yeah, he's the gay guy that's getting married to an, to to Aaron. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, like there's all sorts of hot going They're on. They're picture yeah. perfect. And 
Rob is not con- is not unattractive, but he's just a normal dude. Like you'd yeah. have trouble picking him out of a lineup. Yeah. So my mum used to be a nurse, and I needed to go to a gynecologist, um, not for a pap smear. And she said, "I'll go to this guy. Um, he was a resident, whatever the real word for that is, when I was a nurse." And then I went to him and it was a bit awkward because he's like, I feel like I know you. And I'm like, ah! no. Anyway. And then I got home and mum's like, yeah, he was the hot doctor. Oh! And I'm like, he looks like a Teletubby. Like there's <laughs> – no, I don't understand what you're talking about because he was like 60. The he's less, now retired. The takeaway is that everyone views attraction differently. Yep. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yep. And – well done, everyone. <laughs> the upshot of it is that everyone's shipping Amy with this guy she's not interested in now. Promise me that if he contacts you, you'll give him a chance. Promise me. Uh. When they first had that interaction and he's like spewing all this word salad at her about like how they met and a tree, Christmas tree, blah, 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 blah. And then the next time she's talking about him, he's like, she's like, he can barely string two words together around me. I was like, no, no, no. the first time you met, he was like, you know. He had heaps of words. He had heaps of words. Yeah, they, just, they just weren't good words. No. Yeah. I think they were talking about how size doesn't matter with presents or whatever. It wasn't great chat. I mean, they could have made a lot out of that. <laughs> so what we tend to do at this point in proceedings, which we forgot to do last episode, which was remiss of us, but we like to award citizen or citizen of the week uh, of the episodes that we've seen. I've already decided because I know that we do this. Please, Cathy, go ahead. Okay. So citizens, more than one, <gasps> it's... All the male doctors at Erinsborough Hospital, <laughs> which has really expanded since, as I said, since I was first watching. So Dr. Carl, firstly, with his like inappropriate telling of Chloe with a hunting disease, telling her she has to tell her family when she doesn't, threatening kind of not to keep her patient confidentiality, all sorts of things going on there that I was not impressed with. Then Dr. Hot Doctor, who like awkwardly backed out of his pap smear and then gave some silly excuse and, you know, could have just done better with that whole situation. Mm -hmm. And then Dr. Takaya, who's gone given his friend's number to a guy without her permission, do you know? His 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 colleague at the hospital. Uh, Yeah, he gets her up to right. They're brother and sister, yeah. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Well, anyway, yeah. Talk to her first before you go and give her number (laughs) to someone. And just say, it's, um, it would be unprofessional for me to give your number to my colleague. So how about you just come hang around the hospital coffee cart and I'll introduce you. So, yeah, I totally agree yeah. with all of that. There hasn't, we haven't talked about this and I know that Vey's not on board for it at That's all. That's fine. I'll give you the floor. But I, I have two citizens. One is Trace and one is Leo and I'm there for it all. Oh, no. <gasps> that wasn't in this episode. It wasn't, no. I was going to ask about this. Go, you, I'm going to let you two talk about it because I'm, I'm not here for it. Go. You're not here for it. Who, which couple are you really into that had a weird connection? Vaya and, and Ned. No. That's who no, she's no. into. No. Ned and his dad's Mrs. Lauren, who's not. Oh, I haven't seen that. She's not on yet. the show at the minute. But Therese is his, is, is, um, his, his former stepmother with y- yes, his, his dad's ex-wife. If, it, if there were a pairing on the horizon, I wouldn't mind a bit of Chloe and Ned action. I think there, that'd be a good little yeah, I'm co- combo. Um, so Kate and I both like Leo and his dimples quite a yeah. bit. And we all like Therese. Yeah, she's and our queen. So I, I'm there for them getting together, um, even though it goes against my, uh, my, my soul because I love Paul. And oh, you love Paul. Yeah. I mean, I'm married to him, basically. So, and yeah. Leo's been trying to get his father closer to Therese on his behalf and in the process Cyrano de Bergerac style has then fallen for the person. Totally. 
and I think that they have a bit of chemistry in those um, dream scenes, actually. So I thought that as well, actually. I did watch – this was not in this episode we're discussing, but I did watch it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, uh, lip-licking good I'm, fun. <laughs> I, think the re- I think the reason I'm not into it is because – I don't. I want. I want to get more laws and Ned action before I get to rage and Leo action. I don't think it's fair. You can't just take the storylines we were promised over there and move them over here. True. 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 So, so do, were you giving them both citizen? Yeah, they can both have citizen as long as they take it into the back room together. <laughs> well, and that was the big cliffhanger for the week too. Ned had done a little um, practical joke of drawing up a picture of Tarage as a potential tattoo for Leo in a love heart, which is a solid gag. Like. <laughs> Top mark. So Ned knows that Leo likes her. Because he's been counselling him as someone who's got his own May-December crush. Yeah. He's like, uh, this is what you got to do. Well, he actually, his advice was go there. You can. <laughs> do it. <laughs> and he talked about pineapples. Yeah, pineapples yeah. are ruined for me. And the other day my boyfriend emerged from the bathroom wearing a pineapple shirt. <laughs> it was lovely. It was blue. It had little outlines of pineapples all over it. I'm like. Did, did he know? No, I just went, is that you? <laughs> Where'd you get that? And he goes, oh, it's a bit cold. I'm not going to wear it today and took it off. And I'm like, okay, that'll be a conversation for another day. <laughs> um, my shitizen, it's so predictable if I do this though. Ugh. Okay, my shitizen is gas. Ca- no, okay, I'm not. That's too predictable. I was going to say just deal with the fact that women have to have medical examinations. Yeah. Um, but anyway, my citizen is going to be Brensis, Chloe Brennan, navigating this trauma with poise. She's clearly going to go off the rails because that's what soap characters do when they yeah. are told yeah. they don't have long to live. She's got 20 years, at least, depending on how old she is. Well, or, or at least two and a half, depending on the contract she's signed. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I really love Chloe. So while I can, I'm awarding her citizen. Thanks, Dr. Kathy. Are you happy to continue to be our advisor? Of course. When other medical issues arise. Of course. Have you ever put a, a power drill into someone's head? <laughs> no. No? Okay, cool. Could you, if there was a hot air balloon accident and you were at the scene. With a power drill? <laughs> yeah. And someone's ute was there too. And, and they're having a, bre- a bleed, right? Like that's why you do uh, it? E- or could you do a tracheotomy with a biro? Mm. Susan's done that. With a biro? Yeah, the, the, the high school teacher. <laughs> I know who Susan is. <laughs> I remember just, that just all clicked in my head. But not the doctor did it. it wasn't the was there any weird stuff that you learned at med school that you've just never had to Yeah, out? I think we did learn about that. But we weren't doing it with – we don't learn about doing it with burrows and drills because okay. we kind of learn about doing it with like needles that are available to us in the hospital <laughs> or, you know, like if with, it's an emergency, you just get this big cannula and put it okay. in. Okay. With, yeah, with doctor tools. Yeah, doctor tools. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What a thrill. Thank you, Dr. Kathy. Usually we plug people's social media, but we, I don't. No, we I don't can, really have. A we can protect media. protect your identity. You're like the dentist in the ads. Yep. <laughs> you, CJ at CJ the hot mess mum. Her Twitter handles changed, guys. It has <gasps> CJ the hot mess mum. I'm Vaya Pashos, and I'm also at Buddy Watch Pod live tweeting the block. New episode after the new room reveal. Yeah, like right after this, basically. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand where my hours, how they're going to be allocated, but I'll figure it out later. Share this episode if you liked it. Leave us a note. Happy to hear from you anytime. And we'll chat to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Emergency. Paging Dr. B. Emergency. <laughs>